Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Monday, February 7th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bolger. And I'm Brett Goodman. And we come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. We're going to continue reading in John's Gospel from the fourth chapter. But before we do that, let's begin with prayer. Let us pray. Lord God, in our life, may we recognize your presence. May we recognize your work in the world. And may we be moved and transformed by who you are. We pray this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Our passage today follows on the story of the Samaritan woman. And so we will look at the fourth chapter of John's gospel, verses 46 through the fifth chapter, verse 9. Jesus came again to Cana in Galilee, where he had changed the water into wine. Now there was a royal official whose son lay ill in Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went and begged him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then Jesus said to him, Unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. The official said to him, Sir, come down before my little boy dies. Jesus said to him, Go. Your son will live. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and started on his way. As he was going down, his slaves met him and told him that his child was alive. So he asked them the hour when he began to recover, and they said to him, Yesterday, at one in the afternoon, the fever left him. The father realized that this was the hour when Jesus said to him, Your son will live. So he himself believed, along with his whole household. Now this was the second sign that Jesus did after coming from Judea to Galilee. After this, there was a festival of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now in Jerusalem, by the sheep gate, there is a pool called in Hebrew Bethsaida, which has five porticos. In these lay many invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there who had been ill for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had been there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be made well? The sick man answered, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. And while I am making my way, someone else steps down ahead of me. Jesus said to him, Stand up, take your mat and walk. At once the man was made well, and he took up his mat and began to walk. Now that day was a Sabbath. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. God. Tara, what is something that's bringing you joy today? Um... Today, not a lot, Brett. Uh, I'm tired, uh, <laughs> and it's early. It's gloomy. So you know the day it'll get better. But um, I've been, I just enjoy my kids so much lately. Like they make me laugh. Mm-hmm. They have really good senses of humor, and so I feel like once or twice a day I will get a text from them that just cracks me up. So <laughs> that's bringing me some joy today. What about you? 
It's a good one. Um, well, January is over, and so I can eat bread and potatoes now, and that <laughs> is bringing me just immense joy. Just not not even just the act of doing it, but just thinking about it and being like, I could go have a bagel right now. How great is that? That's hilarious. And that's that's bringing me a lot of joy. <laughs> good. <laughs> I had an English muffin this morning. Carbohydrates bring joy to millions. I had I had an English muffin and breakfast potatoes this morning. <laughs> it was a great morning. <laughs> uh, but to our scripture, do you find uh, these kind of two stories, do you find them to be a healing story or a faith story? Yes. That's my answer. I think both it and. is both a healing story and a faith story. But maybe today we could talk about the healing. Um. So... It's interesting because you have what is essentially a Gentile, this royal official, who believes in Jesus enough or is desperate enough, right? When your child is sick, you're desperate to do Mm -hmm. anything, but comes to Jesus knowing that Jesus can heal his son. Um, And when Jesus, I, I feel like when Jesus says, unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe, I feel like. Jesus is trying to dig deeper. You know what I mean? Like, is this about a sign or is this about your concern? And the official says to him, come down before he dies. And so Jesus says, go and your son will live. He heals the son and he does it from a distance. And so you have this person who is desperate to have his son be made better, an innocent child. And then the other healing story is about this person who's hanging out by the pool in Bethsaida. And um, it's interesting because he's been there 38 years. Do you want to be made well? The sense I get from this because of the man's response is that the man is convinced that only the water can heal him. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm. you know, stir up the water. um, And if you could just put me in there when it's stirred up, it reminds me of like all the times I've thought of like some magical thing, right? The Joan Didion magical thinking that's going to heal me. Like if I can just have blah, blah, blah. And even though this man is convinced it's the water that will be made well, it's Jesus who does it. And Mm -hmm. he just says, take up your mat and walk. And so I find that the commonality, right, is that these are two people who were not a part of what is considered the religious and the righteous community. Mm-hmm. And Jesus offers them healing anyway. What do you see in this? Yeah, uh, a couple of things. Um, the first, uh, to your point about uh, when Jesus responds about signs and wonders, it was interesting, I was reading about it. And this, in the Gospel of John, uh, that's the only time Jesus uses the word wonders. And so it does seem to be kind of like this pejorative, like, uh, is this, you just want something, you want a spectacle, um, why are you here kind of thing? Like, I, I can see to your heart kind of thing that, that Jesus is doing. And I wonder, I'm oh. sorry to interrupt, but yeah. I wonder too if that's why it tells us that it this begins at Cana where he turned water into wine. Right. Because that was a sign. That was and a, a wonder. Uh-huh. And I feel like Jesus is saying, already done that. Already done that. <laughs> <laughs> already showed it. Um, the second thing that I found, so... I was reading about, um, you know, this royal official, um, and as this this story takes place in the synoptics, right? And the instead Roman of a royal fish, it, official, it's a Roman centurion, and so it it does have this deep theological uh, meaning of of not even the people in the Jewish community 
community, even this kind of imperial Gentile can can be He's healed by Jesus. Guy, right? In a but, way? Yeah, 100%. But the royal official I was reading, they actually think that the royal official would have been uh, a royal official of Herod. And Herod's a Jew. Right. And, so, and so this royal official is probably a Jew. There's no reason to think otherwise. And I was thinking, why the heck would John... Like that seems so much lamer than like like it's the tradition with the Roman centurion. Why why go with the ro- royal official? Um, and then and but I think it's exactly what you were talking about. Is it's the comparison of the royal official of 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 Capernaum, you know, which is kind of a border town. It's kind of on the outside, um, but it, it did house a lot of officials for Herod. So you have the highest person in Jewish society. And you have the lowest person in Jewish society, and Jesus heals both. Yes, and I've always read it as an outsider, so that's an interesting take on it. Mm-hmm. But also, let's say he's a royal official who is a faithful Jew. That mm-hmm. makes it even more radical because he's yeah. desperate enough to come see this weirdo, this weirdo who is causing all sorts of trouble in the Jewish community. He will come see him. The, there is, and there is this. Um, I think there is kind of fascinating for if we're drawing the dichotomy between these two, um, you know, this royal official has uh, a lot of privilege in his life. Um, and, you know, for him, faith was having to do what Nicodemus couldn't, uh, you know, come to Jesus in the daytime and ask uh, for help. He had to humble himself. He had to let go of the power and things that he, he thought was willing to he, give it all. He was up. willing to give it all up. Whereas the uh, the man who had been ill or crippled or whatever for thirty five years, he has he has nothing to give. He is in this broken state, and Jesus comes to him. It's you know it's it's almost a mirror what you talked about uh, in your sermon of of Nicodemus versus the woman at the well of of Jesus. You know these people in privilege and power have so much, and they've got to let go of that if they want to if they want to see Jesus. And then these other people who are in these broken states, Jesus just reaches out and grabs them. Well, you know what else is interesting, and I didn't I didn't include it in this lection, but the man who's healed at the pool, he turns he Jesus totally, in. Yeah, he totally. He's like for no, healing whoa, whoa, whoa. on the Sabbath. <laughs> yeah. and so because he does because they. They are, they're like, what are you doing walking with your mats? And he's like, yeah. oh, no, no, it's not me. Yeah, I was yeah. told to. <laughs> I do think that, um, I mean, the truth, the hard and beautiful truth is that there is grace and healing for those who deserve it. And there is grace and healing for those who don't. Mm-hmm. And there is pain mm-hmm. for those who deserve it. And there is pain for those who don't. Um, and we don't get to control any of that. And that's terrifying unless you trust in a living God who will be with you through all of it and mm-hmm. help you find your way. Well, that, and that's that's what, again, I, I think I find lovely about this story versus the the um, Roman centurion is is for, you know, the Jews in their world, they only care about their community. That's all they're really thinking about. And so to have the highest of the high and the lowest of the low healed by Jesus, that includes everything in between, right? Yeah. That, so it's all, you know, in, in the worldview of what this person is hearing, all people uh, are, are touched by God, uh, regardless, you know, if we feel, as you said, they deserve it or not. Yeah. Uh, well, with that and the idea that both grace and suffering touch us all, I have a quote to end with from Albert Hubbard who has written, God will not look you over for medals, degrees, or diplomas, 
but for scars. Hmm. Luckily, I have all of those. <laughs> Just kidding. Thank you all for being with us. We'll be back again on Wednesday to talk about Psalm 40. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen. Amen.